السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي ان شاء الله we'll do lesson number 22 open up your books to page number 28 we will begin with the translation وَإِلَٰهُكُمْ إِلَٰهٌ وَاحِدٌ لَا إِلَٰهَ إِلَّا هُوَ الرَّحْمَنُ الرَّحِيمُ إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافِ succession of al-layli wan-nahari wal-fulki allati tajri fi al-bahri bima yanfa'u an-nasa wama anzalallahu min as-samai min ma'in فَأَحْيَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا وَبَثَّ فِيهَا مِنْ كُلِّ دَابَّةٍ وَتَصْرِيفِ الْرِيَاحِ وَالسَّحَابِ الْمُسَخَّرِ بَيْنَ السَّمَاءِ والأرض لآيات لقوم يعقلون ومن الناس من يتخذ من دون الله أندادا يحبونهم كحب الله والذين آمنوا أشد حبا لله ولو يرى الذين ظلموا إذ يرون العذاب أن القوة لله جميعا وأن اللہ شدید العذاب اذ تبرا الذين اتبعوا من الذين اتبعوا وراوا العذاب وتقطعت بهم الاسباب وقال الذين اتبعوا لو أن لنا كرة فنتبرأ منهم كما تبرأوا منا كذلك يريهم الله 
اعمالهم حسرات عليهم وما هم بخارجين من النار يا ايها الناس كلوا مما في الارض حلالا طيبا ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان انه لكم عدو مبين انما يامركم بالسوء والفحشاء وان تقولوا على الله ما لا تعلمون واذا قيل لهم اتبعوا ما انزل الله قالوا بل نتبع ما الفينا عليه اباءنا اولو كان اباءهم لا يعقلون شيئا ولا يهتدون ومثل الذين كفروا كمثل الذي ينعق بما لا يسمع الا دعاء ونداء صم بكم عمي فهم لا يعقلون We're going to listen to the recitation of these verses. Inna fi khalqi s-samawati wal-ardi wa-ikhtila fi l-layli wa-nahari wal-fulki l-lati tajri fi l-bahri bima yanfa'un-nasa wa ma anzala Allahu min s-samai min فأحيا به الأرض بعد موتها وبث فيها من كل دابة وتصريف الرياح والسحاب المسخر بين السماء والأرض لآيات لقوم يعقلون ومن الناس من يتخذ من دون الله اندادا يحبونهم كحب الله والذين امنوا اشد حبا لله ولو يرى الذين ظلموا يرون العذاب ان القوه لله جميعا وان الله شديد العذاب 
And your God is one God. Meaning, O you people, O mankind, O people, O you who are listening, you should know that your ilah is only one. And who is He? La ilaha illa huwa. There is no other ilah except for Him. There is no other God except for Him. Meaning the only one true God is who? The real God. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all other things or all other beings that are called God are not actually God. There is in reality only one God. And who is He? He is Ar-Rahman, the extremely merciful, and He is Ar-Rahim, the ever-merciful. He is the most merciful God. Now in this verse, we are being told about three important facts. And what are they? That first of all, we should know that your God, our God, is how many? Only one. We only have one God. The second thing we are being told is that He is the only God. There is no other God except for Him. And the third thing that we are being told is that this God, this one God, is how He is Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. He is the extremely merciful, forever merciful. Now, the question is, who is a God? Who is Ilah? Ilah is from the root letters Hamza Lam Ha. And Ilah is basically something that is worshipped. 
something that is turned to in order to seek help, in order to depend on, for safety, for refuge. Ilah is the one who is worshipped, meaning that you serve the ilah, you devote yourself to the ilah. You live for your ilah, you strive for your ilah. This is who ilah is. Now, it is also said that ilah is actually someone who bewilders you, amazes you. All right? Meaning, you know, there's so many things out there. You see them, they impress you. You're like, wow. But then after a few minutes, you see something that's even more impressive. Some people are impressed. Other people are not impressed. Or you see something impressive, amazing, and you come up with an explanation of how and why it is the way it is. But ilah is the one who completely bewilders you, amazes you, amazes you, that you're just left speechless. You look for words to describe, to express, but there comes a point where you don't even know what to say. So this is why you worship it, you adore it, you submit yourself to it, you want it. This is ilah. Now the thing is, that throughout history, we see that people have worshipped many things. Some people turned to the sun, some people turned to other creatures, some people took other people as their gods, some people made, invented their own gods. But the question is, that every god that is worshipped, then is it really God? Does it really deserve to be worshipped? No. Because what have they created Nothing. In fact, they themselves are created. They may be impressive in some way, but they're not impressive in every way. Remember the story of Ibrahim salam When he was young and when he saw the sun, what did he say? That this is my God. But then what happened at the end of the day? What happened to the sun? It went away. It set. So... This means that this sun is not permanent. It was impressive during the day, but it was only impressive for a short amount of time. It was overcome by something else. Then he said in the night that this moon, this is my God. But what happened to the moon also? It went away. What happened to the star? That also went away. And this is the reality of the creation, that it is not permanent. It is temporary. It is not Perfect. It is imperfect. The creation is not complete. It is incomplete. Isn't it so? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the other hand, how is He? He is Al-Hayy, the ever-living Alladhi la yamut, the one who does not die. There is no end to Him. Correct? Kullu man alayha fan. Everything in this world is going to come to an end. وَيَبْقَى وَجْهُ رَبِّكَ and the face of your Lord shall remain. Meaning your Lord is everlasting. He is permanent. The creation, how is it? It is imperfect. It is imperfect. How? In its nature, in its ability. I mean, just look at yourself. You may be good in one way, but you're horrible in another way. Like for example, you may be very good at running, but driving? mm Maybe you've taken like three G1s and you failed every time. Possible. It's possible. You may be very good at passing your exams, but when it comes to forgiving people, you cannot let go. 
we're all weak. You may be an expert in baking, but you're not good at making rice. It's possible. Right? You may be very good at cleaning things, but then you're very bad at maintaining things. Right? Like some people, they're very good at cleaning, so one day they'll like, they'll spend like 10 hours cleaning, and then for the next month, they won't even make their bed. This is how we are. Imperfect. Human beings and the rest of the creation. This is the reality of the creation. But the creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how is he? He is perfect because he is able to do all things. Don't we say, إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ So he is perfect and we are imperfect. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is complete and the creation is incomplete. Because if you think about it, every creature needs another creature to complete it or to complement it. Like for example, if you look at the sun, it does the job during the day, but then in the night, it has its counterpart, which is the moon. So everything is in pairs. The night, the day. Winter, summer. Man, woman. So as creation, we need each other. We are incomplete on our own. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is complete and perfect in and of Himself. So this is why, who is it that deserves worship? Who is it? The only one perfect, complete being. And who is that? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only Allah. No one but Him. And who is He? He is Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. He is the extremely merciful, the ever merciful, always merciful. And the next ayah shows us how He is always merciful. We see the effects of His mercy. You know, as Muslims, we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ar-Rahman. Meaning that He is more merciful than anyone could ever be. How? That He is Always merciful. Now for example, if you think about it, you know, a person is kind to you one day, and then another day they're really upset, so they're rude to you. It happens. They hurt you. One day they're nice to you, and another day they hurt you. One day they want good for you, and another day they want to harm you. One day they're happy that you're winning, and the next day they want to beat you in the game. So this is how people are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَلِلَّهِ الْمَثَلُ الْأَعْلَى He is Ar-Rahman, always merciful. What that means is that even if something bad is happening to us, that on the surface it seems bad, it's hurtful, in reality it is good for us. In reality it is good for us. Through that harm also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is actually benefiting us. Through the difficulty also, He is giving us something. You know, for example, if you fail in something, have you ever experienced failure? Hmm? Some people think that they're a failure as a parent. Some people think that they are a failure at school. They're a failure at work. It happens. So we all experience some sort of failure, right? But failure also, does it teach us something? Does it teach us something? What does it teach us? 
it points out our mistakes to us so that we can fix them. We can correct them. So even when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us suffer in one way, in reality, that suffering is part of His mercy. That suffering will actually bring some benefit to us. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ar-Rahman and ar-Rahim. His mercy is like no one else's. It encompasses everything. It embraces everything. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَرَحْمَتِي وَسِعَتْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ So there is nothing that is exempt from the mercy of Allah. It embraces everything. It is because of His mercy that the creation exists. It is because of His mercy that the creation enjoys. That we don't just exist, we actually enjoy different things. It is because of His mercy that the creation survives. It's because of His mercy that we know Him. It's because of His mercy that He has taught us and also guided us. So your God is that merciful God. You should worship Him and Him alone, no one else.